I wish I knew how to quit you. Then why don't you? This is Codependent Content, a podcast where my partner and I discuss the TV shows, movies, and video games in which we've formed an unhealthy relationship. My name is Matthias, and my co-host is Shannon Riley. Join us each week as we try to make sense of the media we continually give our hearts against our better judgment, and commiserate with us as we struggle and fail to let go of the characters, stories, and worlds that we are entangled with. Because just when we think we're done with content, it draws us back in. Okay, Shannon. Hello. Welcome, welcome, everyone. I have one thing to say, Shannon. What? I was right. You were right? I was right. The therapist wasn't real. (laughs) We called it. You heard it here. Cut abandoned content. I'm sure we're not the only ones. Uh, But yeah, I will say one thing. She is not the antler queen. I mean. As much as imagery wants to, I know some of you are going to jump on this. She's not the antler queen. We don't know who this person is. That's uh, (laughs) unsatisfactory. We're not going to go there. Maybe it's Javi's friend. Sure. <laughs> uh, well, this is uh, Codependent Content. My name is Matthias, and I am with... Shannon Riley. And we're here to talk about Yellow Jackets, episode eight, Burial. Seven? I'm sorry, you're right. Episode seven, Burial. Burial. I keep thinking like we have two episodes left, mm-hmm. so there's like a tens Ten. episode, but there's yep. never. For some reason, we decided to go with the odd number of nine. <laughs> Seasons are getting shorter, Shannon. Yeah. They just decided like, oh, we don't have to do... 22 episodes anymore i what was lost like a season of lost was yeah, like, like 23 24. and they were hour long right well with 45 with uh, commercials and mm-hmm. stuff you know right so you know that was back in the day network television yeah. a season had to span basically an entire year besides the summer right with, you know the summer break and the winter break and now ever since streaming we started you know shortening our seasons and now we get usually on HBO or something like a 10 episode Mm -hmm. season. And that's kind of been the normal thing with streaming. Now they're just getting shorter. They're just like, we don't, why, why even add that extra episode? (laughs) (laughs) I think, I think eight or 10 is my sweet spot. I'll be honest. I don't think they had enough to fill five episodes for (laughs) this season of yellow jackets. Uh, uh, More on that later. (laughs) And uh, if you're new here, we are, Again, codependent content. We spoil everything from the get-go. Anything we've read online, anything we've seen in the episode, anything that people have sent us or talked to us about, things like that. And we'll get more and more on that. So if you are have not seen the episode, I would suggest uh, tuning out while you can. Uh, Or whatever. Whatever you do. Anyway. uh, (laughs) And um, we do record this live. Every week on we Discord, my personal Discord, which I'm constantly trying to make a welcoming place for all, whether you're a codependent content listener or more, because we want to just do more stuff too and yeah. interact and just have nerdy fun on the Discord. And then you can email us at codependentcontent@gmail.com. find our social links in the description and all that kind of stuff. We'll go over this again at the end of the episode. Until yeah. then, uh, what else? Have we been watching, Shannon? Let's start off with that before we get into the nitty gritty of the episode. Okay. Well, I've been adamant about rewatching The Fasts and the Furiouses as we have tickets for this Thursday for Fast 10. Uh, my hype level is just exponential every day, increasing as we approach the date. So, Would you say it's growing at the rate of one quarter mile at a time? 
I'm going to quit this podcast. <laughs> Stop it. We Put need it a soundboard. now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, we've been uh, catching up on Fast and Furious. Mm-hmm. I was wrecked and appalled by Succession mm-hmm, last mm-hmm, night. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, succession last night, what I will say, because I don't really want to spoil anything about the episode. Mm-hmm. It, uh it is, it triggered some things. Yeah. It triggered some PTSD with me. And if you were around during the 2016 election and you are maybe leaning a little bit like we are, you might understand what that means. Uh, there was, it just felt so real. Yeah. I literally went online and j- just to see what was uh, being said to remind me that it wasn't real news happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, Wait, yeah. does this really happen? Because to me, like there was such a, weird, it was, it was so good. Yeah. I, I, I feel like I'm not the only one that felt that way. I would agree. Yeah. I would agree with that. But mm-hmm. wonderful butt clench from start to finish. Very uncomfortable, but like one of my favorite hours of television that we've sat through this week. Uh, also staying right on top of Barry. Mm-hmm. Where we're also watching people's uh, internal mental worlds crumble around them. So that's always a fun way to spend a Sunday, just mm-hmm. watching people suffer. Uh, the usual, what, Ted Lasso and yeah. Love and Death. Yes. And I think that's, oh, we we uh, are watching Couples Therapy. I don't know if I mentioned that last week, but we started watching Couples Therapy, the newest season. Yeah. So we're making our way Which through that. Which does have like a 18 to 20 episode <laughs> season. They, they expanded that. I think they missed a year, maybe. Did they skip? Is maybe that's why maybe, maybe they just have the extra footage. I don't know. Um, but yeah, couples therapy, therapy, lots of fun. Shannon thinks she's a therapist. She thinks she can solve every one of those couples problems. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, tell me more, explain more. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, a lot of the same stuff, uh, fast and furious being the new thing. I'm not going to say too much about the fast and furious because I will say a lot on this podcast and I have said a lot in multiple different occasions <laughs> on many different podcasts before. Uh, and my love for the franchise, I think we'll save more of what we want to say because mm-hmm. I think maybe we'll do like a retrospective or something. Yeah. That might be uh, a lot of fun uh, after we watch 10. Uh, and maybe <laughs> the, maybe we've heard that maybe there's going to be a 12th one, even though they're supposed to stop with 11. 11, yeah. Uh, <laughs> this is, they just, they won't stop the money train. Uh, the crashing money train. <laughs> and the, I'm going to uh, keep buying tickets. <laughs> I will say, I every year, I've, I've done multiple marathons before, and you're doing a rewatch. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time that I've tried to do something new with the rewatch, which is kind of the machete cut of of the mm. uh, Fast and Furious. If you are aware of the machete cut of Star Wars, where you watch four and five, mm-hmm. then you go back to the prequels watch those and then watch Return ah. of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the machete cut. Uh, no, that's changed <laughs> significantly <laughs> since right. the new ones came out. This new machete cut is me uh, skipping two, like I normally do, because unfortunately, sorry, Tyrese. Two's not great. Too Fast, Too Furious, not that great. Um, <laughs> Tokyo Drift is one of my favorites, but we also skipped that and we went straight from one to four mm-hmm. and I think makes much more sense and I think clearly Justin Lin tried to make four a direct sequel to the first one mm-hmm. considering they were all coming back and everything and I do think yeah. that that's a good way to watch four because 
before I was not a fan of that one. Mm -hmm. And usually I would also just skip that one because you go to three, you can go to five. You don't really miss anything. Like, yeah, Letty dies, but you know, she's going to come back in the next movie anyway. (laughs) And like, other than that, not much happens. And the whole Mm -hmm. Gal Gadot thing, nothing really comes of that or whatever, but the coming together of, uh, Brian O'Connor and um, Vin Diesel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> his character for some reason, Dom, <laughs> Dom uh, um, uh, coming back together after after not having seen and the aftermath of the first movie mm-hmm. is really is really interesting to watch. I do like it. I think I it it makes for a lot better whenever you watch those back to back as opposed to skipping it or or going from two to three to then Into four. four. Yeah. yeah. In my opinion. But that's it. That's all I want to say about Fast and Furious right now. Yeah, we'll so. save it. We'll save it for the next podcast. Um, yeah, anything else we're watching? I think that's the full gambit. No, uh, uh, but we should mention that I don't think we're not going to do a poll this time. Though maybe next week we'll have something and we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, as we said, gearing up for the end of Yellow Jackets. Mm-hmm. And we do know that our next series is going to be Star Trek. Star Trek. Strange New Worlds. Uh, there's a lot of good summer television coming out. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we can't watch everything right now. We just don't have the bandwidth, you know? I mean, we're still going to watch it. But right. But we're not going to talk to you about is, it. Podcasting is a lot different. Join a Discord if you want to talk about it, though, because right. we definitely want to. Um, uh, including The Bear Season 2, which I think, mm. I, I think usually drops all at once. I don't know if they drop week to week. I think I remember binging it. Yeah. So I I think that would be great to maybe just do a one off, but mm-hmm. again, it depends on where it falls. But I think we're gonna have a gap between Yellow Jackets and Star Trek, are we not? Yeah, we will. Maybe like a week, maybe two weeks. Two weeks, I think. Um so if there's something coming up, send your suggestions in that you think you I mean, Fast and Furious retrospective is definitely one of those possibilities, though yeah. that might be another three weeks. So who knows if we'll still want to do anything right, after right. we see the movie. We'll see. Um, and then uh, there's, there's also the start of movies coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, I I should look at that schedule, but I'm sure something comes out in June, start of June, that we might want to take a look at. Yeah, um, right. I'm, My mind is saying like, when does Mission Impossible come out? Things like that. Oh. It, and so look at the look at the weeks. Look at when Star Trek comes out. Things like that. Mm-hmm. Do the homework for us because for some reason we didn't do it. Let us know what you would like us to talk about next. Uh, and honestly, I'll be ready to talk about anything because <laughs> Yellow Jackets <laughs> has been a little bit frustrating to me. But that's oh, we could do Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. That opens that first week of June. Uh, we could. We, we could. could you know. All right. Well, anyway. Let's uh, let's talk about our general gripes with the episode first. Maybe just clear the air. Oh sure. Let's yeah. Let me say that I know a lot of people who are listening to this are probably like weirded out about like why I am so down on this series <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and this season in general, and and why I feel like I'm always like feeling dismissive of everything or whatever. It's just mm-hmm. like. And a lot of times, my frustration with the series 
comes out in our conversation. Sure. Because <laughs> right. whenever you bring up something, I'm like, oh, no, another like thing that is probably true. Right. But also like, oh, I don't want to go through down that. But, like this is just the things that are happening. The, the frustrating things with me this season is that season one did feel a little bit more grounded. Mm-hmm. And we've talked at length about how we thought that story was shaping up and what the conflicts were and why right. it was so interesting to watch that. And season two just doesn't have those things, which is so frustrating, as well as the fact that using last week as an example and the birth of the baby Mm -hmm. and Shauna going through a whole journey in her fears and her and the manifestations of things Mm -hmm. and, and trying to struggle through like what it would be like to do all this to raise this kid in the wilderness Mm -hmm. and then to have it all ripped out from under you because it's just a dream. Right. Just frustrates the hell out of me. (laughs) It's not a fun trope and yet they've done it over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Everything is just a dream. You know, like it's a vision, it's a whatever. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they use it to great effect. And sometimes uh, like again, most of the time it doesn't work for me Mm -hmm. because it, all these things, the journeys that these characters are going through, they're happening in their heads mm-hmm. and they're not happening with each other. Right. You know, it's not actually happening. So they're only talking to themselves and there's no actual like scenes happening right. when you think about it. There's right. no actual like character conflict things like going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's just what's really been frustrating. I don't feel like I remember that happening so much in the first season, if at all. Right. You know, Thais's thing was one thing, but we never really saw it until near the end. Mm-hmm. And everything else was pretty much straightforward. This is how you survive. And honestly, I would have loved if they had just done what they did with Shauna, just not in a dream. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, I th- felt like that would have been much more interesting and have to have her struggle with that and then mm-hmm. lose it, you know? And it almost feels like, I, I hate, I use this all the time, like a cop-out just to be like, okay, now the baby's gone. Now move on to something else. You know, like mm-hmm. here's some here's some trauma we can deliver straight to you, you know, mm-hmm. and not and not draw it out. But like, here it is, straight into your veins. And then, oh no, what's going to happen? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, and like move on past it. And I'm like, well, that's no fun to me. Yeah, I just feel a, a real lack of any like directional energy this season even though we've been waiting for like what is going to happen with shauna and her child that's been something we've been talking about since episode one it's still like nothing to me is feeling deserved Mm -hmm. like i don't i don't feel like i actually took the journey to have things impact me the way that i can tell they want them to impact me we'll talk about this a little later but like just van and ty's adult relationship it's like there are things that i know the writers want me to be invested in, but I'm like, you didn't, you didn't earn my like connection or empathy to these points that you're trying to make. They feel very put on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I, I think season one was such a force because it had, uh, it had something to say and it had somewhere to be. And you felt that in every episode as the world is unfolding in front of you, it's like, Oh, okay. You're on the ride immediately. But this whole season has been leading up to the birth of Shauna's kid and the gathering of all the adults with Lottie and it took us seven episodes to Mm -hmm. get there. And quite frankly, I still don't even think that 
it lands the plane. So, um, one thing I forgot to mention, just yeah. uh, uh, as an update to the writer's strike, um, mm-hmm. in continuing my list of things that we have talked about that have been delayed or whatever, you reminded me because the way we're talking about this is like, will we even be here mm-hmm. for <laughs> season three after yeah. all this that we've gone through? It's like, what is this going to be like? Like, if it's it's already so frustrating. How are they going to move on, like, from here, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Yellowjack is delayed, Severance is delayed, House of Dragon is still going on, uh, and Ring of Power is still going on right. without the showrunners, and Andor has been added to that list. That they are continuing? Um, let me just double check. Uh, that one, yes. It's hmm. a little bit... Mm, Tony Gilroy is the writer showrunner and he has stepped away. Oh. He's not working on it. Okay. Uh so there's one there's a couple things here that, you know, just says that production is shot down. Mm-hmm. Um but that's it seems to be in question. I think right now, and I don't know that Disney really does stop. <laughs> you right. know? Um and so that's an, just just another thing to add to the list of the growing concerns of things. Yeah, uh, by the I way. did see that The Last of Us halted their production. They did, uh, and that was the other one I wanted. Yeah, The Last of Us did stop. Yeah, but they also uh, they were in casting and other mm-hmm. things, and no scripts have been written. Yeah. So, uh, to be clear, we would prefer productions to stop. Though there's going to come to a point where we don't know how long they can stop production how right. long they can put on hold because things will change mm-hmm. schedules will change some contracts have to keep going you know mm-hmm. so it and this is like with the actors and the department heads a whole bunch of other things right yeah and so that's a lot of time to be putting people on hold and then a lot of money wasted mm-hmm. if you say like have sets that you're still holding on to or, or like or maybe being built you know sure um and then like you have to rent them for longer there's a whole lot of things that go into making something that would require them to start back up again. And we hope that the strike would presumably be done before that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so we like a production stop at, as opposed to moving forward, but at the same time, it's not going to be able to stop forever. Right. So that's that. So yeah, those are a little bit about our gripes about things and, and going now into season two and maybe going into season three mm-hmm. and kind of like maybe showing you where we're at in terms of like watching this. And yeah, I agree with you in terms of like specifically this episode, there's a whole lot of unearned things that I feel like a lot of good, interesting things happened this episode, but it took us seven episodes to get here right. and none of like what happened the past six episodes really matters. Like connected it to what just happened. No. You know, I didn't realize this is where we were going. You know, I didn't Mm -hmm. realize this was all about this. It's interesting, but like, it felt, as you said, unearned. So, yeah. Um, So, yeah, we'll we'll still talk about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, I I do think I'm still curious to see, as you said, like the finale is supposed to be really good or Mm -hmm. at least does a lot of big things. The next episode looks interesting. Yeah. From the preview. And uh and again, not it's not all 
bad if you like these characters right. and you like what's right happening. So yeah, I'm with you. All right. So I think we should probably just let's catch up with like the beginning of the episode, and then we'll talk about the present day. Um, before they've like split up, right? Uh, before they go on their journeys, mm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and do their chores or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then we can maybe do character by character and then come back to the 96. Is that how you'd want to do it? Or do you want to do character by character again? Oh, I guess I think character by character might work best for me this episode, actually. Yeah, because I don't, I don't have a lot of notes for like Lottie or Thaisa kind of generally. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, maybe let's just let's just knock these characters out all right let's start since we opened our podcast with uh lottie's therapist why don't we talk about what lottie has to deal with um oh i understand (laughs) (laughs) i understand now okay yeah let's do it your way okay so the beginning of the episode (laughs) uh direct aftermath of the birthing uh shauna is still holding on to this Dead baby, because what else can she do? They're snowed in. Yeah, terrifying. <laughs> uh, she's also not drinking water. They're having a, a, a tough time. We're listening to the Nirvana song, which honestly, if I could hear less of, uh, I would. I got so much of that during <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> and uh, personally, just not a fan of Nirvana, but it is it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's at the um, mood. I guess a good song for the for the show, so, right. you know, but after, now it's, like, so ingrained in me from Batman. I can't yeah, get yeah, that yeah. out of my head. Um, but, yeah, and, sh- and, you know, the snow stops. Lottie knows, or she just sees the snow not yeah, she falling senses, anymore. she senses it. Uh, her spidey senses were tingling, <laughs> and... Uh, they get out of there, and Shauna goes and buries the baby. Mm-hmm. Um, not very well, I should mention. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they clearly told the actress, here's a bunch of fake rocks, and this is where you're going to find them all. And then right. you're going to, so, you know, so it's not, it, it, it is what it is, right. right? And she repeats the you and me against the world thing. What do you think, what do you think is going on through Shauna's, like, what, I, because I think by the end of this, so we, clearly have a, a change in her something's changed what do you think that is in in young shauna yeah yeah i think her her trauma brain i think she's just going through like the seven stages of grief hmm. basically um so putting putting this small body into its its burial site she's now like not put that exact chapter to rest, but there is a finality to burying a body. And then she has nothing to do but look at the emotions that are left in her. Mm-hmm. So I think that was a big moment for her. Um, what do you, Why do you think she said you and me against the world? I, it's just a callback to something. I yeah. don't know. Uh, but I, there, I think it's the idea there is that she's burying something there right um or she's what's going on through her head is like it it is i don't know exactly how to express it in her mind it's her against everyone else now because she had the vision of them all eating the baby and stuff like that this is her way of like protecting it saving it and keeping it away from them you Mm -hmm. know and then in, in the same way it's her burying this 
version of herself that she thought she was going to have and or this life that she thought she was going to live. And then now it's a big conflict in her, you know, like what is she bearing and who is she uh, going to be after this, you know? Yeah. So there's a whole lot of things going on. I'm not articulating it very well, but that to me is what's going on. So her, her, her and it against the world is her and the past version is like, this is who she believes she is, is that person, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you leave something of yourself with a dead child, you know? Mm-hmm. So like that is essentially that version is going to be coming against everything else mm-hmm. in the real world, I think, uh, moving forward, you know? Yeah. Pertinent. Yeah. So okay. I don't know. I don't know exactly what that means, but that's what it is. But then we cut to the credits and we move I- on from there. So. <laughs> A new slow. We've been doing covers for a while of the. What do you think of this yeah. cover of the? I every cover they do, I like. Yeah, it always gets me excited, so I liked it. Great. Yeah. Um, and then we finally catch up with our adult versions, and we are at the compound. Uh, the, I say the compound. It's not a compound. It's a. It's a camp. It's a retreat. It's a. It's an retreat, intentional community. <laughs> per Lottie's Thank description. You. Um, and they are giving away their things. This. It's weird that they've all kind of agreed to kind of be here, I suppose. Yeah. They didn't do any talking. They're already giving up their stuff. But, uh, you know, symbolic, I suppose. And, uh, you know, they're being like, what are y'all? Are y'all? Did y'all join a cult? You know, mm-hmm. saying the quiet part out loud. Right. Uh, <laughs> to which Lottie's like, no, it is an intentional community. And to which Natalie is like, uh, yeah, no, it's very much like a, <laughs> and I found myself. I, <laughs> She's not acting like herself at all. I, yeah. Bro, that's the note I have for Natalie, which is what is her character? Because for me, there's two options. Mm-hmm. One is I need to believe what she's telling me. In which case, this is one of those scenarios where this is not earned for me. If Nat really did like find herself and and buy into all this woo-woo shit, finally, I don't see it authentically generated in her. Or is there, is she like playing at something? And I don't know what that would look like either. Yeah, I, we talked about it last week where it does feel like maybe she is, she did kind of get over her, her walls and, and her barrier, uh, yeah, the barriers yeah. and maybe break through something. And come out at the other end, and it does feel like that this has helped a little bit. Yeah. That it isn't, that it has been very helpful to her to kind of do some of these treatments and yeah. uh, to have some people that can talk to things that she, in a way that she understands, and mm-hmm. the way that she can also talk to them in a way that they understand. So it, I, I hesitate to, I don't want it to be where something else is going on with her. Mm-hmm. Like I want her to be okay, but it's also like, suddenly like not Natalie, you know? Yes. And so I don't know if she's just trying to put on this thing just to see if it works or if there's like a part of her, like she wants to believe it, but maybe she doesn't, you know? And so she yeah. has to put on the fact like of it, you know? I don't, so I don't really know. Another uh, bit of fuel for my skepticism is just the fact that we know that she's been here for a week. Mm-hmm. So that means that if a, if our week is seven days and the first like, three to four days she was running around trying to sneak out and like stab people in the face with a fork in the span of 
like 48 to 72 hours, she had this like huge self-revelation that completely changed the dynamic of her characterization and her personality. Mm-hmm. So again, I'm not sure if that's not resonating with me because it doesn't feel earned. And that's not saying that I don't think the actress does a great job at communicating what's on the page, but something about it to me just doesn't feel genuine and authentic. And I would argue that the actress does a great job at often being genuine and authentic. Even when we see her little moments with Lottie, when they're like dancing around the fire, like that seems so honest. So it's like, we know this actress does great work. So why is this energy like not sitting right yeah. with me? Sure. And I don't have an answer for well, why that whatever is. it is, she does convince the others to mm-hmm. partake in the festivities as as you will, to drink the Kool-Aid, to To drink the tequila. The, uh, um well they they do their things, right? They got self care, they got guidance, they got forage and something else. I'm forgetting. Um <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't have that other one written down either. I don't Whatever know. Whatever Thaisa did, which was the makeup and the- Was just right, fuck on a building and then throw the paintbrush. No, she didn't do that. I thought they were covering it up. No, she was supposed to paint that building yellow. And she wrote fuck and then threw the paintbrush down. Wow. All uh, right. <laughs> Some Tom Sawyer shit. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, we got a message from Bo from Texas- let me see if I can find it. Okay. From Austin. Uh, a good question. Probably something that we, uh, is it? Yeah. Um, something that we were thinking of as we were watching too. Do you think Lottie's four therapy options were a false choice? Meaning Lottie already knew which activities she'd give each of the women, but wanted to make them feel like they were choosing it. If Misty got self-care and ended up in the deprivation tank, and we wouldn't question it, but because they didn't seem to align, I instantly thought they were BS and just another manipulation tactic by Lottie. Oh. Is that, did that maybe cross your mind? Did you think that it was something going on, like that she wanted them all to? It, a- it actually you know? didn't, just because uh, when Lisa's bringing Lottie to that chamber, she's like, no one cares that you're here. So it's something that, like, <laughs> Uh, I don't think the therapies were specifically created or intended for them. I'm sure Lottie had an idea of who was going to do what, but I think even if Ty, for whatever reason, because she doesn't know where her son is, was drawn to self-care and had to care for the goat, like, I don't think that really would have changed anything. Yeah, I think there's... What I think... Because I kind of feel like where this question is coming from yeah, and I and I feel like we're we brought this up a little bit, and we're going to keep talking about it with each one of the things. For me, the um thing that I'm seeing is that like it's just convenient, right? Mm-hmm. There's four. There's a list of four options, and there's four people that need to do this walkabout, you know? Right. And so, like, and each one chooses something like com- completely different, and it's like. You give people a choice, but if there are more than four people, and are they supposed to do these separately? Are people not supposed to pair up? Like, whatever. Like, nothing was laid out, and just seems, like, super, super convenient, right? Yeah. And then very super, super specified to, like, of course, they would choose this thing, and then, of course, it would be this, and it would tap into exactly what they fucking need, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think when we talk about things that are unearned, there's a lot 
that they've been doing very, very well on this show about dealing with trauma Mm -hmm. and showing how people are having to work through it. Everything with Nat up until this point has been pretty good. She worked yeah. through all this stuff like over since the beginning of the season. And we've been seeing some like good conversations and talks about what's going on with her and what mm-hmm. she's been dealing with. And all these things, they set them up, they put them out there. They, they, all their individual stuff ends up being like the one thing that they fucking need, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And no work is actually really done. Right. And so they represent these tasks or these chores or whatever you may be as like this kind of cure all for whatever. Yeah. And it's like, well, this is not how one therapy or trauma works because these things are just super, super convenient. Right. And that to me is like, because of that coincidence and the like kind of shorthand of the writers trying to do that, that's why it feels like, oh, maybe Lottie's like gave it to them on purpose or whatever. And like, so like to me, like what's the end goal, you know, like that doesn't, so that's why to me it's like it just feels so unearned. It feels so convenient. It feels so just. It's just put on. Yeah, yeah. You know, and again, this is just not how like trauma works. Right. Mm-hmm. And I do find it interesting that. Yes, three of them are chores and then one of them is actually like therapy or like a sa- self-reflection, a, like a sauna thing, like, you, yeah. you know, something you'd find at a uh, um, what's the. Like a wellness clinic, a wellness clinic, you know, like, like that is something that you would do. So like Missy actually lucks out, (laughs) but the rest of them, they're not actually, it's just, they are just chores. And initially like Misty wanted forage and we never actually got to see what forage is because Van just fucks off and gets alcohol. So like, I don't think Lottie knew Van was going to be there. So she might've thought, you know, that's what, that's what I mean. I don't think. Her, she was cognizant enough to be like, oh, all of my friends are going to all come back here. So I'm going to plan this for them. Yeah, I these think things- it's just like, it's not lazy writing, but yes, it's it's the writers trying to get me to a place quickly with these characters. Whereas we had a week with Nat, we have one episode because we're almost at the end of the season. So all these characters have to have these huge revelations as quickly as possible so we can move forward to whatever the fuck the next thing is. Well, those things I would call it like a little bit of lazy writing because there is some cliche there happening. Like, mm. oh, we, like they, they're set up as these things are like, oh, yeah, they're going to all be against it. They're all going to be, right. you know, reluctant or whatever. But then they'll learn something in their reluctance, mm-hmm. you know, and, mm-hmm. and maybe figure out something anyway. And each one of them is that way. Right. You know? Yeah. Except for, again, like you said, Van, because we don't see her. And yeah. maybe Thaisa, because we don't really know what she came out at the other end, like, having learned anything. Right. But, like, for Shauna and Misty, who have the two biggest things happen, like, they actually reveal or become vulnerable mm-hmm. because of these tasks for one reason or another. Yeah. Like, it becomes like, no, we don't want to do this, whatever. And, like, and then it... And it, that does feel like lazy writing. Like it, it yeah. was like kind of, as you said, put on. It was kind of there. So yeah. I don't know. But say so, lovey, that's where we are. <laughs> since we um, are about to talk about each adult and, and the therapies that they've been through, before we really dive into it, I have one more criticism, which is just like what really has been the point of like Taisa so far? We're seeing, uh, even looking back into my notes, like, I'm, I'm getting a lot of information on Shauna and Misty very consistently. And then we've got Nat and Lottie doing different things. But Thaisa has been the same note for about seven episodes now. And 
even when she gets a, a switch in the energy and it's almost like the lesson that they needed to learn was that Thaisa and Van should be together, maybe, because they have that little like makeout session. I just like that didn't excite me either. I didn't feel chemistry between them. I wasn't like rooting for them to be together even. And there's a disconnect there for me because with a 96 timeline, you feel how drawn to each other they are. And I'm like, I'm not reading anything. Like, what is going on with Aisa? Nothing. And now her and Van have this, like, forced relationship because it's set up in the 96 timeline, but it's not working for me in present day. Yeah, there's a lack of chemistry. And also this thing that she has been struggling with, this other person, Mm -hmm. other version of her has been coming out, coming out, coming out. Like, we have to be here. Like, this is, we, we are not supposed to be here, we're supposed to be there, you know, and, and right. gets them there mm-hmm. and then doesn't do anything, you know? Right. And I'm sure we'll see her, but, like, not even, like, a struggle that, like, what did, what, what why? What was the point, you know? Yeah. So it was only, again, just ways to get the character to this point. Yes, and I know? don't feel that it's internally generated. The, yeah. These characters are doing things because the writers are inflicting it upon them yeah. to further the plot instead of having like an authentic pull toward what the narrative is. Yeah, and, and it feels like they all shouldn't want to be here or do, like they sh- they all kind of have an out and there's like reasons for them not to be, there. like they, like Misty was there to save Natalie and Natalie's fine, you know? And then now she's maybe, I guess, skeptical of of Lottie and wants to figure out what's going on. Like, maybe that's that, you know? But, like, Van and, like, Thaisa needed to be there because of the thing was leading her there. But she's the senator. She's got some shit she's got to do. Her wife's in the hospital. Where's her kid? All that kind of (laughs) stuff. It's like they don't care. You know, Shauna, like, is was told to get out of town, and, you know, maybe just stay gone for, so maybe she's the only reason. But Van, for no reason, stays, but just because, like, of a look of, like, okay, fine, I'll stay, you know, right. <laughs> with Thaisa. And, and and if we're going to play into that, right, that maybe uh, if, if that pool is in them subconsciously, that they all want to be here despite the fact that they know they shouldn't or have other reasons not to be, then that should be made more apparent to me, too. And the way that we saw Van make excuses to keep Ty around like we tell ourselves our own narratives and if that's what's happening to these women as they just discover subconsciously that like they want to be together and they want to be in this location but even that is not transmitting to me mm-hmm. at all so yeah. yeah it just it doesn't it doesn't feel like it has any depth to it i feel like if i poke too hard it'll like droop so mm-hmm. whatever i mean we don't hate it though mm-hmm. <laughs> let's talk about some of the good stuff that happens so um let's do so with Thaisa, we have nothing. Van, we have nothing. So we can move on to either Misty or Shauna. Lottie, again, we don't have anything until the end. I think we can save Correct. her until they come back together. Yes, Natalie, we don't have anything for this timeline. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just Misty and Shauna. Yeah, Misty and Shauna, I'm with you. I just I had one comment about Ty, which is just more of a question. The wedding ring on the rock. Uh, why? <sighs> We're... You know, and then that leads into the kiss, right? And where yeah. she was like, she was apologizing for me. And she's like, I'm sorry. I, I'm just not ready. I can't do it yet. Like, you know, she has to, she wants to do it, but she, like, she needs to close off some things, right? Mm-hmm. She is apparently supposed to have been feeling this pull towards Van and that whole old life and things like that. And I think she's 
giving up whatever she was doing. So yeah, mm. it's not she's giving up the marriage and the son and the whatever. I yeah, I don't know what the reasons are. Um only because Van makes her feel so good and maybe she maybe she also feels like she's been hurting them too much and she's endangering mm-hmm. them too much. Maybe she feels like this is supposed to be the place she needs to be mm-hmm. because otherwise she's going to hurt someone. And so that means giving up everything because she already has technically hurt right. her wife. Simone, I think. Uh, so I don't, I, you know, I, it's symbolism. It's just symbolic. But like, yeah. yeah, I, we didn't, I guess we didn't know she was thinking about those things. So. And that reminds me of something that a, Dalt Lottie tells her where where Ty's like other me has hurt my family and Lottie's like well maybe that wasn't its intention you just I don't remember the exact word but like it just doesn't want to be repressed or ignored basically um I thought I thought that was interesting too it's almost like if other Thaisa acts out like a child acts out because it wants attention and it has to be reckoned with and that unwillingness to look at yourself therefore impacts the other people who care about you. Mm-hmm. Uh, just an interesting note, but yes, that's all I have about Ty. So let's start with uh, Misty. I think Misty's super fun. Uh, as you mentioned, she ends up falling on guidance, which is to spend time in the deprivation chamber. Um, with nothing but yourself. With nothing but her thoughts. So who's guiding Misty? The same person that's been guiding Misty this entire time. time. <laughs> I... Um, have a a little note that she refers to her small bladder. And we know Misty's a compulsive liar, but I just like when she was trying to fake out the guy at the hotel, she was like, I have a bladder of steel and I can sit here all fucking day. And then for uh, Lisa, she's like, I have a tiny baby bladder. Like I just can't hold it. And I like when little things come up like that in Misty's uh, verbiage, because it does remind me what a, wildly unreliable narrator she is because she's constantly trying to twist the narrative to like serve her own wounds and her own needs. Mm -hmm. So just a fun little, you know, do you think she has a a bladder of steel or a a small bladder? If you had to vote, what do you think? Uh, We'll put it in the poll. And (laughs) that's the poll for this episode. See what the rest of the people think out there. Um, All right. So let's talk about her little hallucination. Sure. We get to see, our man Elijah Wood back. Yeah. And uh, Matthias craftily decoded the Morse code, which I'm sure we all could I, have assumed. Yeah. Well, originally, whenever it popped up, I looked at it. I was like, the letters kind of line up. It probably yeah. says. But then there looked like there was more. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't sure. And so like, yeah, we thought it said, I love you. But just in case I had a book. Double checked. Had a Morse code. Right. And then we went letter by letter and uh, it did say. And it does say, I love you. I love you. Oh, over and over again. And. It repeats. Calig- Caligula is played by John Cameron Mitchell, who's known for Hedwig and the Angry Inch, both the musical and the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a cool cameo considering Misty's so obsessed with musical theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that actor is a was great energy to come out and play this mm-hmm. dancing, uh, like New York bumming guy. I thought it was so, so funny. Um, all right. So the fact that she what asks, was the song about, did you get anything out of it? I, no, <laughs> it's just a fever dream for me Sure. where we watch like 
the 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 murder weapons the fact that she hacked up that's shauna's a, that's lover thing. No, and, no, no, no. oh wait oh mm. and like the black box so the black box i noticed mm-hmm. was the axe supposed to be what she used to cut up, up? shauna i was assuming <sighs> oh, or well, there's then another what do you think, the, what do you think the, the wings were the wings were caligula because we see the wings fly in and then Caligula appear in the very beginning, so... Oh, is Caligula... Uh, I can't remember which... Is her bird dead? Oh, God. is I don't think it's dead, no. I thought these are... The three symbols were, like, murder weapons. Or things that, like... The things that, like, followed her, you know? Yeah. Is Ooh. that not what you thought? Because we see the black box, that was a thing. Right. Not murder, but, like, it was a thing that... A huge thing, right? Yeah. The wings, I don't know. I don't, I know she has birds, but I don't remember if any of her birds died in the first season because I don't follow along. Like, I yeah, don't know I don't where either. Caligula is here. Maybe it could be. Um, but like, I didn't know if the wings were a stand in for like crystal flying over the cliff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It was the, the bird, but like the axe was the interesting thing because usually, if they're going to throw something at you mm-hmm. um, like that, if it was the thing that she did, this, these, this is an impactful moment, right? This, mm-hmm. These are three things that like impact her life, I think. The yeah. black box is not just something random, I agree. you know? And so if that axe was about the axe that she used to cut up, help cut up Adam, mm-hmm. which I don't think... She did because Shauna's the one that's good with the knife and everything. She did that mm. from what I recall. So, but my point being, they would have showed you on the last time on and they would have showed the axe. Mm-hmm. My guess is like, this is an important thing that hasn't come up yet. Mm-hmm. And so keep an eye out for an axe that looks like this, especially when we see in the next episode, the there's some... Uh, uh, violent the the running of the bulls, as it were. The the Hunger Games are beginning. Mm-hmm. The everything that we kind of been like uh, theorizing about what's going to happen with this group of and people have been theorizing online about mm-hmm. it's going to turn into the situation where they do a game to see who is sacrificed or whatever. Yeah, I think that axe is going to come up maybe. Yeah, in that time it could. We just haven't seen it yet. But I might be wrong. I didn't really look that hard into yeah. it. Um, I think that's a that's a great guess. And yeah, I think we also see the playing cards. So like the Queen of Hearts comes into play. So I'm wondering if they if if you have to be sacrificed if it's part of like a, a game ritual or you, like, you mean we see it in her dream or we see it in no her we vision? see it in the next time on okay yeah but like that's I was but um, we don't know what any of that yeah means. I'm just I'm speculating. Um, but yeah, so I I agree with you. Regardless of what the symbols actually stand in for, I would agree that they are three big uh, like weights or or influences in her herself and like how she identifies herself. Yeah. Uh, a, a big question she asks Caligula is: When people see me, do they just see someone desperate for love, just some murderer? And Caligula dash she tells herself you're not a murderer, you're a closer. Like you're always getting the ball over the line. You're doing what needs to be done when other people aren't able to step up. And so maybe to your theory with the ax too, like 
maybe she's the person that does what needs to be done. She's the she's the executioner, if you will, of maybe Pit Girl or maybe, you know, because she did the black box because it had to be, she felt it had to be done. I don't know. Misty is unhinged. And we see her come out of that tank looking like post-orgasmic. And she like sprints to the phone and has this insane voicemail for Walter. I like the little bit at the end where she's like, you hang up, no, you hang up, no, you hang up. And just laughs for like 10 seconds afterward. And then she goes, okay, bye. Just (laughs) hangs up. I'm like, your internal world must be so wild. Just, yeah, I like what do you think all of her crazy? What do you think this is all leading to for her? Because, like, we already know she's psychotic, right? Well, do you think it's it's leading again? We talked about is it her becoming the main antagonist for the group, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, is she re- and again, these things don't get these things obviously don't play out in the 96 timeline mm-hmm. because we're seeing it now 25 years later and they still are on fine terms with Missy, even though they're like, mm-hmm. Missy, you're fucking weird, you know? Right. Um, so they're not treating her as like someone that was antagonistic before, right? you know? So I don't know where that's kind of going. Like, what is it like reaffirming for us, for her? And for the, like, I don't, I don't know what they're trying to do. I feel that way about most things that mm. happen in the show, but uh, Meg on TikTok asked what are your thoughts that misty called walter and says you were right and then the next day adam's body is discovered was the same day that's the same night you know Mm -hmm. uh uh that that happened so that's i think i saw that comment that's a good oh did they all just get there earlier that day i don't know why i thought they spent a night already from when she told Walter to leave and then she comes back and has already been there for a day. So she told She's, Walter. That comments about the phone call where she does a phone call that you just mentioned yeah. to Walter and says, you were right about the thing. Right. And then later on that night, Shauna gets a call saying like, hey, the body's been found. That's the same day. I Yes, I know that. I thought it was, um, is foreshadowing the right word? I didn't think that Misty saying that in a voicemail to Walter is what led Walter to perhaps inform the police. I thought that maybe they had that discussion in the car. Walter left a day ago, talked to the police. The police went out, found the body. And it just so happens that as she's coming to terms after her self-revelation of, wow, Walter accepts me for who I am and everything I've done. Now, boom, here's the, here's the, here's the bomb. Okay, so I'm not going to play semantics about the the comment that was left. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about again, the you were right to this, like if that's connected, mm-hmm. if her hanging up the phone and then that, and is that connected as a good theory? Yeah. And it's a good idea. Like what has Walter been doing? She can't get yeah. a hold of him, you know? And then whenever she does call, she does mention this thing though. She doesn't incriminate herself because she doesn't mm-hmm. say exactly, you know? Right. Um, so they're all smart over the phone uh, specifically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if that is the thing that gave Walter, you know, yeah. W- whether he went looking for the body before or after, I don't know. Um, we do even know Walter is involved. Right. Right. Um, 
and it and it could be possible that that phone call did lead to him like now going to figure that and that that's that is what led to the body being found Mm -hmm. you know because once you place that you know that she had something to do with it or if you know that shauna had something to do with it and the way that he uh researches things and looks into things now he knows what locations what things tie these people together Mm -hmm. you know and maybe he was able to narrow down what they could have done and where they would have buried that yeah um of note a little fun easter egg is anytime there's a number in a tv show i feel obligated to call it now mm-hmm. uh so if you call or text the number that lottie gives to our adult wilderness survivors to share with their friends and family uh you get a text that leads you to a website that's like join our community and it's a basically just a fill in form you add your email um I'm probably part of some like email chain now, but it sends you a text that's like, give this number a call if you want to get started on how to become part of our community. I let you listen to it on speakerphone. You give it a call and it's just deranged. It starts where she's talking about like all the benefits of being part of the wellness community. And then you get all the uh, like audio glitches and her voice kind of change. And she's like, we'll be with you. Or like, you know, she just has kind of that creepy energy too. So if y'all have a second, call that number and experience the weirdness for yourselves. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love a cool good, little Easter egg. I love a, I love a cool little weird phone call. I guess we call. do like viral marketing a little bit. Haven't had experienced that in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah and yeah. We, we did already talk about uh, adult Lottie that the therapist was all in her head. Sure. I mean, we can. And I, I do think, well, I, I would like to talk about it before they come back together. So if you want to talk about Shauna first. Okay. Uh, so Shauna chose self-care, which is just taking care of a kid named Bruce. And I thought it was an interesting tell for Shauna that without anyone saying anything, she immediately and perpetually believes that she's going to have to kill this goat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, trauma brain, whether it has to do with loss or whatever sacrifices they had to do in the wilderness that involved killing people that Shauna does not believe that she can be responsible for something because she's not going to get to keep it. It makes a lot of sense. This is probably the strongest of everything, if only because, again, Melanie Linsky is so good. Mm-hmm. And this is the only kind of back and forth that we get between her and her past self that informs each other right Mm -hmm. um very convenient again coincidental uh i wish we had seen the younger version going through this thing sooner you know Mm -hmm. maybe and then come here as opposed to like putting them back to back uh so like her speech at the end of it all is not surprising Mm -hmm. is very good and but you kind of do kind of see that coming right from the the beginning of course like yeah from her reluctance of like not wanting to take care of it, thinking she's going to have to kill this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Then she doesn't want to get too close to anything that she's that she's going to lose, and that makes sense. Whenever you've just seen her uh, uh, lose a child immediately, right? You know, yeah. Her her exact little quote at the end is that I've kept my daughter at arm's length out of fear that she would die or that she wasn't real. Uh 
huge bummer because like you were saying the whole thing happening in a dream even though that happened to Shauna either like as a dream or as she was slipping in and out of consciousness while she was dying basically it's like that's still such a very real like wound for her even though I don't think it's earned in the storytelling I understand the idea and because she lived it it's real to her in the same way that she spoke to Jackie even though that wasn't real so we're seeing what a what a deep and impactful inner world she has regarding the death of her firstborn um and and that she wishes that uh she was safe to think of herself as as just a mom and to just be and i think that stems from what we saw in 96 that like she felt guilty that she didn't initially want the kid and then the kid didn't make it. And she wrestles with this guilt of not originally wanting the child and then falling in love with the idea of him and then losing him all in the span of like this little chunk of time. But does that contradict with what we saw last week in her monologue with Syracuse officer Syracuse, you know, and what she said there is that kind of contradicting her being say more. Well, I'm just saying if that's what you you said, that's different from what she said before. Whereas like you ever find yourself like, I didn't want this, you know, kind Mm -hmm. of thing. Like I didn't want to have a child, have a family and do all that kind of stuff. But then you're saying like she wants to, like she wishes she can feel like more like a mom. Like, I mean, I guess it's not contradictory. I think it's it's two layers and I think both are true. I think... Because she is is afraid of the things that can happen, the barrier she puts up is she keeps Callie at arm's length. I I don't even want this. I didn't even want to put myself in a position to experience this kind of like vulnerability or failure and intense fear. Uh, So I I think both can probably be true. Um, Just Melanie Linsky coming in with some some banger monologues. Uh, And one final thing about Shauna, did I say the right name there? One more thing about Shauna. When her and Misty are talking, um, and Misty makes that joke about killing Adam, mm-hmm. Shauna takes it very seriously. And Misty's like, I'm just joshing you. And Shauna's like, don't fucking josh me. Like, I'm not in the mood to be joshed. I'm not like you. Well, about that specifically. About, yeah. you know. And, and, and I, I like that. That we have all of these characters telling us straight up that Misty has sociopathic, psychopathic, serial killer tendencies. Every person that talks to her is like, we are different. You are unhinged in a different way than like my trauma has unhinged me. And we're not the same in this, despite the fact that Shauna did in fact kill a guy and Misty was just there to help. But it's, it's, it's interesting to see the two ways that they explore it because we see Misty just thinks she's a closer and she's just doing what needs to be done. And Shauna still carries the weight of, feeling guilty that part of her likes doing stuff like that. So I thought that was a fun little moment. Mm-hmm. So full of fun little moments on yellow jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, cool beans. So those are, those are all of my adults. I have some Ben tags and then we can just jump into. Sure. I just want to say, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I guess we can come back to it later. We'll talk about like them coming back together mm-hmm. and then all that is that you want to go to Ben first and then talk about that. Stuff? Oh no, let's talk about them all together. That's fine. Um, yeah, it just feels like that. 
What do you what do you actually think about the conversation between Lottie and the therapist, you know? Um because I do feel like the big thing that we are going through with this episode and that we're leading up to is the it's not about you know therapy and self-care and whatever. It's a, just about r- being free. Mm-hmm. releasing the the person you really are, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Uh, taking that risk and whatever, you know, and that's what that therapist says. And, and, and essentially what Lottie is doing, but doesn't maybe realize she's doing it, you know, because this thing has been leading her uh, along this path, right? Yeah. That therapist says that they end as the antler queen, you know, um, what is it? A hunt without violence doesn't feed anyone or does a yeah. hunt with, without violence act like feed anyone. Right. You know? Right. Uh, I think that is going to lead directly into, you know, the next episode in terms of the hunt. What is the hunt, you know, in that mm-hmm. sense, but also like these characters and their violent and dark tendencies. Mm-hmm. We see Shauna release that later on and we see how they're all just kind of coming to terms with like, like what they, like they're dropping all the facades to just become what is supposed to be like better selves, but it's not. But it's not. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, the therapist, the therapist, Lottie as Lottie, <laughs> says, uh, what does self-repression serve us? Mm-hmm. You were your truest, most authentic self when you were with these girls. And for me, that also touches on a point we keep coming back to, which is everything can be explained as supernatural or as something more grounded in reality. And... I think it is really special when you meet people who see you at your darkest and most toxic and still find a way to make space for that as you explore it and grow within it. So I think there might be a truth there that they all see the darkness in each other and therefore they create a safe space. Um, Yeah, there's definitely the idea that like the shared trauma, the shared mm -hmm. experience brings those people together and they're the only ones that can understand it. Right. You know, so yeah, I mean... I think you can have that without all the supernatural aspect, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> so, you can definitely, it can all be just explained. With- so I guess I'm just like wondering like what what else is being repressed that, that, that they're all like releasing, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, I'm kind of curious like what the other visions like meant, like because we still don't exactly know what the blood in the beehive was or you know yeah any of those things right or if it was just supposed to be imagery right so Mm -hmm. i have no clues about the symbol um or why it's bringing it's bringing them so that they can become so now we're we're under the assumption that it's bringing them together Mm -hmm. so that they can stop repressing who they are right Mm -hmm. so what so now what (laughs) <laughs> right. So what does that mean for, I don't know, for what, you know? Yeah. Thoughts? I, I just, you know, this is this is my note with everything. Like, 
there could be something there, but I don't feel anything there. So I, I don't really have a strong opinion or thought or feeling about any of this. And I wish that I did because yeah, they're, they're showing us, like you said, I completely forgot about the bleeding beehives and like, what, what was the point of that? What is the point of that? When are, when are these things that they've been drawing my attention to going to pay off? Mm-hmm. Uh, because I personally don't feel like I'm even really being given enough clues to form grounded hypothesis, hypotheses, mm-hmm. if you will. Right. And anything we say is just going to be changed yeah. next episode, probably, you know, so. Which, which can be fun. But again, it's like part of, part of the fun of watching, I think a mystery box show is really finding something you can latch on to. And I said this in the last episode we did, but I do think the 96th timeline is more compelling. I've been waiting seven episodes to see all the adults, the surviving adults that we know of get together. And like that was lackluster for me. I don't know if it's because again, nothing really happened. Just, I just feel like there's so much of nothing really happening and I'm just like, okay, cool. You give me some information. I guess I'll wait for the next episode eight episodes later. It's like, when it, when are the things that I'm looking at going to start paying off for me? But also just keep giving Melanie Linsky monologues because... Sure. Well, did you like the girls being girls? The end? Them <laughs> be, you know, around the fire and uh, and in their little... Just kind of being... being Just hanging out, just chilling, just yeah, chilling just, and talking. Just hanging out and howling at the moon because they're all a little bit uh, intoxicated. Yeah, part of me likes it because... I do like to see adult friendships and it is nice to see them all connect and feel a little bit of freedom. I don't think any of them have felt that in a while. Uh, the, the experience they're sharing here, drunkenly dancing around a fire. Like there's something, there's a special moment for all of them coming back together. But at the same time, what's the, like, what is the, what is the point? What are you actually trying to share with me or show me? Because it all just seems so fast they all just got here and we all slipped right back into our giggly i don't know i don't know like i said there's just there's a lot about this that the the plane doesn't quite land for me that i understand what could be happening or what i would like to be happening but ultimately nothing is really happening so yeah cool like we we got everyone to dance around a fire great what does it why does it matter where are we so going you don't from want here to talk about the tension between Natalie and Lottie before you move on to the 96 timeline that oh, you so much picked up on or any of that. Yeah, I absolutely just- do. <laughs> Natalie and Lottie have more chemistry than fucking Thaisa and Van do. Yeah. <laughs> I do think they're just friends, right? I mean, if they want to fuck, I'll support <laughs> them. <laughs> have they already, Shannon? Perhaps they already have. Was this never about Travis at all? Maybe they were a threesome. Shannon. <laughs> they were in a poly relationship. <laughs> and Nat was always a little bit jealous of Lottie, but Lottie's such a pushover and she just gives so much that that's how it worked out. No, but I was definitely picking up on that energy. Adult Nat is definitely giving Lottie some eyes. And I love it. That little whisper while they're dancing and then she like slinks away. Oh. I think she's going to slit her throat. Um, I don't know. See, what's going that's on. what I mean. Is that why her energy is weird? Is she just trying no. to get close to Lottie to like fuck something up? That's the thing is like, we've been setting them up as adversaries, especially in the 96 timeline mm-hmm. for so long. Mm-hmm. 
It's like, okay, so they did have a connection. You know, they were all friends. I like this, them all talking around the candles and do, like just drinking and chatting and mm -hmm. like, who's that boy? And they're like actually including Misty on things and whatever. Um, you know, the dynamic's interesting, right? We don't, it, but we're not, we don't see that in the 96, you know, we don't see them just being friends or doing those kinds of things mm -hmm. unless it's around Lottie's prayer circles, I guess. Right. All that often. And if we're setting up Natalie and Lottie to be like adversaries and then this happened, it's like, okay, are we supposed to believe that things like that happen? Are we just mm -hmm. supposed to like fill in the blanks that like this is who they are. They can be friends at times and like they were a team before, you know, right. and that's what we love to see. Right. But it's been so long since we've seen that, that mm -hmm. like, I don't really know what we're supposed to think about the situation. Yeah. Because this whole season has been about Natalie and Lottie, not. Not vibing. Being on the same page. Right. You know? But they're they're like I feel like they're like queer baiting me in the in the current day timeline. But oh crap. I had a thought and I think it's gone. Damn it, give me one second. Yeah, she's gone. She's gone. If I think about it, I'll bring but it yeah, back. Yeah, so I don't know. So maybe Natalie's just up to something more. Uh but also she remembers more than everyone else. That's the question, right? Do, do do they actually all have like it's not just repressed themselves, it's repressed memories now, apparently. Like we understand that like certain things are gonna get blocked, especially right. when as Natalie was doing a whole bunch of drugs, trying to forget about it. Right. And so yes, there's gonna be a lot of things that she forgot or whatever. Yeah. But they all seem to be just all had to be like, Yeah, no, we all we don't like you know, we don't maybe I don't remember that much. You yeah. know, I'm like, Oh, so what do you remember? Right. Because like, you all you you all can say we did terrible things in the wilderness. So like yeah, what is the what is the extension of their memory? So now, now I don't know what what is kind of going on with that, and if maybe that's why Natalie's doing all this is because she does remember, and she's trying to get them to all remember for one reason or another. Uh, maybe. And maybe that's what her whole deal is, and maybe it has something to do with like luring. Lottie into a false sense of security or whatever. I don't know. Like you get more done, what you catch more bees with sugar than vinegar. Or like what's that phrase? Oh, a bee reference, Shannon. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, but but for real, I just um, yeah that that would help explain away why I feel that Nat is being so weird. And if it's there's an extra layer there of your you're putting on this energy because it's easier to attain access to what you want if you're not actively fighting or, or like being an antagonist. Mm -hmm. And I think that would also fit way better with Nat's character, which again, if, we, if we've established that all of these people are, are traumatically and deeply damaged over what's happened to them 25 years ago, I just don't think it makes any sense that over the course of even if it was a full seven days that it's that impactful for you and you just magically heal unless it's the power of friendship and that's why all the girls have to be together is because they have to heal only the only they can heal the damage i don't know i just i don't know it's fine just i don't some, have just to some know. thoughts that like i'm not sure like wh again what they're leading to but it's just it is interesting enough to point out and just yeah. kind of like pay attention to yeah i guess Mm -hmm. um, and if only because of the inconsistencies. So right. <laughs> it could be us complaining or could be us theorizing. I don't know. Uh, I do have one major theory, but I'm going to save that for the end. Okay. Um, 
I'm excited. I'm sure it's nothing new, but we'll talk about it later. Okay. Uh, yeah, going on the 96 thing, Ben's dealing with some some shit, as we've known, and he finally, I guess, decides to act on it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, again, more of like what we've been seeing where he's kind of visiting this other life of his that he mm-hmm. wanted, and it leads to th- that... Is I don't know what to call it. Is it the wilderness? Is it his fake boyfriend? Is it like <laughs> what? Who made the phone call in this in this vision of his? You right. Know? It like like what is it? It's supposed to be his subconscious. Is it supposed to be his like reality coming knocking at his door, being like, no, like I think you need to go. You know, like what is that? You know, yeah. and did it point him to jumping off a cliff? Right. Or was that his own decision after realizing he wasn't going to be able to visit that place anymore? Or- I just exactly. <laughs> what what is that place? Because I'm unclear. And the wording his- of he's not ready. Where do you think you are, Ben? It's like, you're not ready for what? What do you mean? Where am I? And the fact that at the end he says, I love you. We all love you. What? Who Who is we all? What are what are we talking about? Who is the we in this situation? Because I don't love Coach Ben. I think he's useless. And even his visions confused the fuck out of me because what, what is happening? Shannon would have pushed him off that cliff. I would have. <laughs> no. If you would have asked me, I would have been like, say less. Wow. And, then, <laughs> and I could eat him. No, but yeah. So he isn't ready. Where do you think you are, Ben? You can't stay here forever. It's not your hiding place. You're not welcome here anymore. I love you. We all love you. What in the fuck? The other figments of his imagination is the we all. Oh, the other two people he was playing yeah, charades yeah. with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Called? I don't know. I just, it didn't, uh, again, just the plane didn't land for yeah. me. This is going to, this, this is going to play into my theory later. So okay. we'll, we'll, okay. we'll get back to that. But then he finds himself onto the, <sighs> finds himself. He struggles his way, struggle buses his way to the club. <laughs> oh, do you want to say your antler thing again? Because I'm sure you brought it back up again. Oh, yeah. We just see him haloed by antlers again. These antlers come out of nowhere. They're like never around. And then all of a sudden they're there. We get that shot. I don't remember antlers being above the door, but whatever. Maybe they were there. Maybe they weren't. Yeah. Whatever. You know, <laughs> and, and yeah, he, like you said, struggle buses his way to the cliff. Yes. Capital T, capital C. Um, that's where Ty sleepwalked to. Sure. That's where Crystal what? Yeah. jumped off. Mm-hmm. And that's where Coach Ben wants to be pushed off. Like, I wonder if there, if that is a significant location on the wilderness. Because we've this is the third um, time we've visited it. It's or a is cliff, it just... But there's, a re- well, I can tell you what it, I think it is, but okay. I don't. Uh, I it has nothing to do with Ben's stuff. Okay, so it's just a cliff that he wants to jump off of, uh-huh. right? And Jeez. so Misty finds Misty finds him and goes through all the stages of anything. It is very interesting. It, I love like every stage that she goes through to try mm-hmm. and keep him from jumping, mm-hmm. as you should or would do for anyone. Like you, like how do you convince this person? Right, right. You know, and all that to say is like. It is clearly a tactic each time, and that's fine, because mm-hmm. what else is she supposed to do, right? right? I honestly thought that she was maybe going to push him, but she didn't. And so, no, she did not. <laughs> um, uh, but that mm, would have been interesting. Uh, but no, she can't, because then, like, they're going to they're gonna ask questions. She can't do that. So what do you think is 
the truth there at the very end when she's like, I can't have another death on my hands, all this kind of stuff. Do you think she's, do you think that's just another tactic or do you think that's her like really actually feeling those emotions? Cause I was wondering, I was like, does she just not want him to jump? Because if they, if he jumps, then she has to cover that up or let them know. And then they're going to have to go find Ben, and then they might accidentally find Crystal as well, and that's a problem for her because she is around for both of them, mm -hmm. and like also the fact that like she was maybe around for like how do you like talk your way out of that? So is it a tactic if only because she can't have the possibility of finding Crystal as well being a thing, or what do you think? You know, mm -hmm. I think it's a tactic. The I whole thing. I didn't you know, think you didn't believe her at all. We sure. can't. We can never believe Misty. Sure. We no. can never, ever, ever believe Misty. She is never actually saying what she means. All of her emotional ploys are ploys to get to the reality that she wants. It's her way of controlling the narrative, I sure. think. So, yeah, I think, I think it's she just believes another tactic. It. I think she believes what she says at the end. Like, I can't have another death on my hands, you know, whatever. But she would just... He is thinks it's supposed to be about the baby, but it's not. It's about Crystal, you know, I like and also, all those kinds. Of, I think there's some like real emotions there. I will one up you and argue that I think Misty believes everything she says. Yeah, well, I really do. Yeah, because well, she's because yeah, she's mean, a little bit unhinged. Sure, and when she's saying like all of her tactics are also grounded in her reality. I'm just saying those emotions I think are real, just in a different way. Mm -hmm. so, so yeah, you're yeah. not you're not wrong. Yeah, that's definitely part of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, they've been searching for Crystal all the time means nothing because we already know what happened to her. But she's, you know, they're all going through things. Do you? The, we pause a little bit. We never come back to it. We don't know exactly what the hell is going on with the the uh, Thaisa and Lottie and like their circles at the end or whatever and like all the kind of prayer things that they're doing but Lottie mm -hmm. does mention to Thaisa like you can maybe find Crystal you know because um, you were able to find Javi mm -hmm. you knew where Javi was so we do kind of confirm that like she was the other person she was the her the friend Javi's friend I think that's almost like a soft confirmation you know that Mm. they recognize that she knew where Javi was, even though I think again, what we said earlier or what I said earlier, I know you don't believe it, but I, I think I believe Thaisa was the other person. Other Thaisa? Yeah. Um, Wait, sorry. You think Thaisa or you think other like dark Thaisa? It's still Thaisa. Friend? It's still Thaisa. Sure. So what mind state do you think that she was in? Of course, I think it's in the other mind, other, other Thaisa, but it's still Thaisa. Yeah. I think Thaisa was the one that knew where Javi was, was visiting Javi, helping him, doing all that kind of stuff, you yeah. know? And I do think that's why he came out, because he thought that she was the mm -hmm. other person. Mm -hmm. um, so we kind of get a soft confirmation there. And it seems like Lottie wants to bring that out even though she hasn't been having it, you know, mm -hmm. even though the prayer circles have been suppressing that. Um, any thoughts there? Because we don't really revisit that. Yeah, no, that's something that's said in passing that I actually completely forgot about. I missed that she said, you know, where Javi was. I think there's eventually going to be a point where Thaisa is just the other Thaisa for like a huge chunk of the 96 timeline. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, I'm down. Uh, I think we talked about that before of like her becoming the enforcer for whatever Lottie's doing. I don't know. It's it's really interesting because I don't know where that's leading to or what's going, especially now at the end of the episode. But uh, I I can imagine that that's just leading us closer to like her just being the other person right. for a while. Um, so yeah, and beyond that, before we get to what's been going on with Shauna and finally like wrap it all up, mm-hmm. um, do you have actual any thoughts of what happened to Crystal's body? I Did think, the world take I it? think the others took it. Yeah. The others. Yep. The ones that are in the hatch. Yep. And the, yep. I'm still on the, uh, 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. Yeah. Execute. Yeah. Great. Got absolutely. it. Absolutely. Cool. Shadow monster. Cool. Yeah. Great. Uh, I think it's just an animal. Uh, when they are, when they visit the cliff, Mm-hmm. Before and here's again my realistic brain might not be correct probably no evidence of it but like other people have talked about you know when they bury this child this baby mm-hmm. an animal's probably going to find it people have been theorizing about this before I think an animal's already found Crystal's body when they visit that cliff Crystal and Misty they're there to empty the bucket mm-hmm. so we're on the assumption that normally this is where they go to empty the bucket mm-hmm. right um and you empty the bucket whenever it's brown mm-hmm. right and if you're gonna keep emptying this in the same place over and over and over again in the wilderness in the wild that's going to create a new and a a, a a strong smell for the animals mm-hmm. and that brings them that's going to bring them closer you know to wherever that's going to yeah. have them like coming around like that actually you know it, that's what makes sense if, that, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you're going to keep dumping in the same spot, they're not even like burying it or doing whatever. Right. You're just throwing it over. Cliff. Animals, especially if there's no human contact in that place, mm-hmm. that's going to be something that's going to draw a lot of them. That's a really interesting idea, especially mm-hmm. because we spent the first, like however many months with Nat saying like, I don't see animals anywhere. Period. Yeah. So it would be interesting if, if you're right, if if the wildlife starts to come into play more here, either with the baby or with Crystal's body. Yeah, I think they've just already found Crystal's body, mm-hmm. you know. Um, just, But also just curious to me where, like, she just starts, they dig around, or, like, she digs around to, like, look for the body and stuff. I'm like, is this, <laughs> is this where y'all been dumping all the shit is my question. You know, like, right. what's been going on? So she does look like she's digging in the proper area that Crystal's body would be. So yeah. I don't think it's something as simple as like, oh, you just didn't dig deep enough or you should have been two more feet over to the right. Like, I don't think Crystal's body is there anymore. Yeah. But I don't know where, where she's gone. Um, Cause she's also definitely dead. You don't think Crystal's still alive. Cause no, we Crystal's, saw her. Crystal's dead. Yeah. I just think an animal CPR. got it. I just, for what reason? And again, like, as you say, if it's others or if it's something else, like, I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know what the reason would be. Or did it, like, if it's supernatural, did the wilderness accept a sacrifice? And then it, beca- you know, is a symbol at the cliff supposed to represent, like, where you do sacrifices, you know? like and Oh, that's an interesting so idea. So that was, like, a, a powerful thing. And so, like, it just kind of disintegrated or whatever. I don't know yeah. if we ever know the answer, you know? And mm-hmm. that's the thing about most of these things. I don't know if we ever get any answers because 
if we had the answers, then the answers would be present in the current present timeline. timeline. Yeah. You know, I'm with you. And so that's where I'm like wondering, like, what is it all leading to? Because we it's clear they don't have any answers. Mm-hmm. It's clear they don't know what's kind of going, you know, like yeah. it's clear they never got any of the answers that they wanted. So I don't really know. We might not ever get any answers. Right. Yeah. So, so what's your. No, let's talk about Shauna's last thing first. You don't want to talk about the cliff? No. OK. Uh, so Shauna has been dealing with her own grief. Um, she goes to the shed, the meat shed to search for Jackie. Jackie's not there. She has Mm -hmm. a a good cry about it in the same vein with the kind of the present day timeline. This is great stuff from this actress, Mm -hmm. but shorthand, Mm -hmm. you know, like bury the thing. Great. Symbolic, whatever. Uh, uh, go and cry because your best friend isn't even there to help you through this, you know, um, kind of thing. The one that you were visualizing Mm -hmm. before. Okay. So like, yeah, like that it's great scene, but like just shorthand to like, for her to like see like how alone she is. We, I guess we kind of get it, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know that I need to say it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and then the big scene while they're all dancing in the snow in the present day timeline is, is her, releasing her anger again not repressing this anymore and lottie allowing herself to i guess be that kind of vessel Mm -hmm. the punching bag as it were and man does she wail hard on her Mm -hmm. that (laughs) i thought for a second that they were actually going to kill lottie there was a second there for me where i thought that if they if they did then what does that mean like is this adult Lottie not a like uh, uh is something else that they brought back you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't remember right uh, and I don't and I don't know but they didn't kill Lottie so no. but but Lottie is screwed up like that is not an easy thing to like and also <laughs> the um interesting choreography just kicking her in the back over and over again that can cause some like crazy internal damage that yeah. it, in real life that you can't solve out in the wilderness without any no, food or any not at yeah, all. So. And, and from a stunts perspective like yeah that's a blind hit so i don't even yeah. know when to react if i'm the one on the floor taking the kicks yes yeah, so i don't i i don't know if this is like suspension of disbelief time where i'm just supposed to like accept it mm-hmm. you should beat her up great you know and like don't worry about like the medical stuff because that is in real life would be like she would be dead mm-hmm. in like a matter of days without any proper care. Mm-hmm. I think um, this is going to be really hard to get over, but I don't know what we're supposed to think about that. I don't know, but what are your thoughts on the whole thing? I didn't really like it. I was counting the punches and I didn't even start at the beginning and she hits Lottie 20 times at least. And that's fine. And again, like, young Shauna, the actress, does so much heavy lifting with her material. I think she's a great actress, and I'm not saying that I don't like her performance, but it just reminded me of The Last of Us when Ellie is being the shit out of David and how, like, palpable that was. Um, it wasn't superfluous. It wasn't overdrawn almost. I just, it, again, didn't seem earned to me 
Uh, I think you could have got the point across without needing to hit Lottie upwards of 20 times. Like, that's that's a long time to spend with a character just throwing punches. I just thought it was... I get... I understand. I understand the context. But for me, the plane did not land again. I think to me, it, it all is going to come down to, like, the recovery time. <laughs> like, if she's fine in the next two episodes, mm-hmm. you know, or or is just, like, kind of hurt, but, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, this is... This is worse than Van getting mauled, you know, mm-hmm. by the wolf, right? Like, the, and she was she was out for the count for a, a bit, mm-hmm. and they were worried about what was going to happen to her. This is this is much mm-hmm. worse. I, maybe I'm overblowing it, but like this almost puts her out for like an entire season, you know. Well, <laughs> in I terms think of like what she can do. Said in the yeah. upcoming uh, <clears throat> clip. Where it's like, we need you because lot like Lottie can't lead us right now. And there's that shot of her in the bed. Like, I think we're gonna spend a little bit of time recovering oh, yeah. with her, whatever that means. But yeah, again, it's like I understand I understand where all the energy is coming from. That Lottie does like to be a vessel for people to work through their feelings. Maybe there was a little bit of guilt and confusion and just a desire to move forward with Shauna, but ultimately, yeah, it just it wasn't a why does Lottie still believe that she is in charge of doing all these things right like Mm -hmm. everything that she keeps again we talked about like she believes that misty was going to save the baby that was going to change everything and of course we know that you know monkey's paw theory like it could probably still come true but like they're not coming true right you know like the only thing that she knew is that javi was alive but like Mm -hmm. what else like what else is actually like happening, like she's not really this vessel. So I don't know. Or is this part of this, like her getting stronger? Like, what is that? Why do you think she still believes? I, it just seems like that's always been a part of Lottie. So if that's a a core part of her personality, it's like any religion almost where you, you ask for signs, but you also interpret what you're given the way that you need to. Yeah. So I don't, yeah, and again, I would argue that they don't really give me enough information to make a well-informed opinion on why Lottie's operating with this just, like, blind belief in her connection sure. to the wilderness. Yeah. So, I don't have anything I don't have anything good to add to the table, unfortunately. Great fun for those actresses, I guess. Oh, sure. <laughs> I saw a really cute TikTok of... Also, take Javi out of the room, but he's seen y'all almost, like, rape... A person and like all oh, this. The reason he ran off before, I guess they're just, just trying to make like sure he doesn't run off. I just feel like they don't have they don't have Javi in like most of these scenes. I keep saying where's Javi because even in like group shots, he's just not around. I'm convinced they just like don't have that actor. or they something. They could have shot things out of order too, like before, like he was supposed to have been found. Maybe and like, uh, you know, like oh, well, he didn't. Maybe I don't know because Who like knows? why. Why? What? What is the motivation? Why do we ask Ben and Javi to leave the room? Story-wise, that makes no sense to me, unless it's on set, we don't have these actors. So someone has to verbally say, oh, go wait in the other room, so when we don't see them in the room, we don't ask questions. Otherwise, what do you think the motivation could be of sending them away? Well, not Ben. Is it she, Is it Travis who takes him out of the room? Did she say Ben? Like oh, Misty oh and ben I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay, I'm sorry. Okay, 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 I'm just confused. But, so so, but even then, out. it's like, why, why send these two boys away? And not Coach Ben. Like, I just don't, I don't understand the logic. I don't think him and Misty are back from their cliff talk. Um, Misty gets punched in the face first. Oh, you're right. 
Where is Ben? That's what I mean. Where are they? What like, the fuck does he do? Where, what does he do? He does nothing. I thought you were going to like take control, more control now. Oh my God. No, he shaved his face so he could jump off a cliff, I guess. And that's crazy. There could be something to be said about his stuff. It's just, I guess I don't care because they're <laughs> not doing <laughs> anything with don't it. don't care. Um, a lot of good stuff, I'm sure, that about his things. Don't want to minimize... I guess his experience and what he's going through. I do. Ben's annoying. Whatever. Uh, here's, here's the thing. And here's my big theory as we go into the next few weeks. And unfortunately, uh, one, I'm not going to be the first one with this theory. I'm sure Reddit has it. I don't read the Reddit boards. Mm -hmm. I don't really care. Right. Sure. Uh, two, this is not going to probably be revealed for another three seasons. Right. Um, but after everything we've seen and after the thoughts that I went through about like w what ha like was happening in the past timeline and how does it conflict with what we're seeing in the present timeline and the way everything just seems to be like dream or whatever, all that kind of stuff. I'm inclined to believe that the present timeline does not exist. And I think they are jumanjing the situation. In the sense that whatever is happening is happening with them in 1996, 97 mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they are all joint going through their entire lives through 25 years, like reliving that. And that, like it's, it's calling them back. Some evidence that leads me to believe that is like the whole Ben situation being mm -hmm. the only adult, you know, and like having gone through s something of that, mm -hmm. like reliving his life as a present day, like what could have been and whatever. And then like that phone call and that kind of stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. And then also like what I said, where they give you some little fake out where you think is Lottie dead, mm -hmm. you know, and of course she's not. But then it's like, well, she is it. You know what I'm saying? Like, she isn't, but they gave us a fake out anyway. If we already know, like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, so what are we, are we actually seeing something that's not conducive? Are we going to start seeing conflicting information with the present timeline? And so what they're learning in the present timeline really is supposed to inform them in the past mm. and really is the real present, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That they're Damn. all hallucinating or something or whatever, which would probably be like a giant F you to everything, but like could <laughs> also be like a huge reveal. You could do that in season three, I suppose. Um, uh, they could do it now. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll find out in two episodes. I don't think so. I think it's going to be like later on. We'll figure this out. But we might start seeing things collide or do whatever. It's all about like w needing to go through this. In 25 years mm -hmm. so then it brings them back and so when we talk about going back it's going to be them going back literally because they'd never left mm. you know mm -hmm. damn so i don't know that's that's the ongoing theory that for some reason my mind is coming up with and i'm sure someone else has and that's sure great. there's more <laughs> theories i love that you're finally but i don't like it theory full. but i don't like it that's okay you don't have to like it it's, it's a good theory i don't think it's a good theory it's not a good theory. There's nothing that I, I want the present to exist. I want the actresses to still, you know, like mm -hmm, I want them mm -hmm. to have dealt with their trauma and all these kind of things. I right. don't want it all to just be a dream, 
you know? Right. If they kind of do what Jumanji did where it's like, oh, we did live it, but we came back anyway. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, we do have all the memories and we did. That's a different thing. But, you know, I'm yeah. wondering if also that is always is why we keep we were leading into where Lottie is having these visions differently. And the past is always part of the visions, like the antler queen and like Laura Lee, you mm-hmm. know, is like part of those visions, but nothing kind of like really, pre- you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, it's also the very, very first episode shows them with the antler queen and that, and we see Misty there and we always like, who is this girl, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's because like, we're not seeing everything and we're like, we're thinking like, oh, they got out of there and they survived. And what if they're still there? What if they're still there? Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. and that's going to be more informed by the first, that first episode with the first opening, you know, that Mm -hmm. might become more clear. That makes more sense. I think (laughs) if you look at it through that lens, I don't know. Do you? I think that's a great idea. I have never even considered that for a moment. Uh, which is hilarious because I'm obsessed with Lost and the whole thing is like a fever dream and they're in purgatory is how I deciphered the ending. So the idea of... Purgatory, I think it's different. But you also remember Nat's vision of like seeing them all burned in the... Mm-hmm. I don't think they're all dead, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's like, and she reverts back to her younger self. Mm-hmm. Is it because they're still there, you know, are they yeah. still back there? I don't, that's my, that's the thing that I'm going to keep, I think. Coming. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, but like, that's okay. That's, part of that. That's great. I just don't think they're dead. Yeah. You know, I think it is different from Lost. Um, Again, especially if it's maybe them living these things out and then they're all going to come back into their past selves have all this information and it's going to change how they one get out of the wilderness and two like what they do with that information. Mm-hmm. Um, it actually means something as opposed to like, oh, now we can go to heaven. I guess <laughs> you know, like it's not mm-hmm. that. You're right. Um, so I think there could be some logical, interesting things to do with that. I'm not smart enough to actually believe me though. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's a great theory. We'll stay on top of that one. Sure. Uh, and hopefully. Honestly, anything sounds better than like what I'm being delivered at the current moment, which is a lot of no nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want I want if if they're gonna do anything supernatural, like I want it supernatural. Like I want it to be big like that. I want it to be a statement. I want it to be something that's so interesting or bombastic that it's like, oh, it kind of made all the loose threads worth it because it's already such a, just a big picture that you're along for the ride because it's fun. Otherwise, uh, I fear that it's just going to, it's just going to be a letdown. Like they're, they're not really going to have a, a place to peek because there's no, there's no cultivation of what the story is right now. I'm so. expecting a letdown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expecting a huge, huge letdown. Right. I don't even know if I like my idea. It's a thing, you know, I don't know that it would be better. Mm hmm. Uh, but it is the thing that I feel like is, is, could be happening. It definitely could be happening. I'm never right on my theory. So it's not, you should not think that that's a true thing. That's okay. Whatever's how the other, like you said, the other alternative is we're watching a show that has no idea what it wants to do. Right. Do or be. So. So I would rather you be right because at least that's fun and I don't feel like I've invested if my I have time to, I feel like weird. if I have to come up with such a like hair brain theory, then it, and then 
it's, you know, then it's not a good, you're not giving me enough. Right. You know? Right. And unfortunately, uh, I know I'm not, this is probably a theory that's like a whole, like someone probably guessed this like on episode one. Sure. <laughs> you know? Like, I feel like it's, it's a, it, to me, it's like, it's not even like a smart theory. It's just something that anyone could come up with and do whatever. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it, you could watch any show now after the year 2000 and be like, oh, they're all in the matrix. They're all dead. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, like that, that could be, yes, that could be a thing that you could come up with, but why, you know? Right. So that's why I, I think it's only with certain little breadcrumbs that I latch onto that. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I don't know. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at. That's, you know, we're now we're just in major theory corner. Cause we're not <laughs> have nothing else to do, you yep. know? Um, but yeah, that is, Anything else? Any more thoughts about next week or week after or whatever? I just, you know, I'm looking forward to getting excited about an episode. Even if it ends up being one of the last two of the season, that's fine. I just, I would like to be really excited about an episode. Well, I think the hunt is on. Yeah. I do think that what the Antler Queen said is going to lead directly into the next episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you have a new guess for who Antler Queen is? Oh, that's a, that's a good Good thought. We've been doing the polls on Spotify, mm-hmm. which we do every week, and I've just been being like, who is the Antler Queen, right? right? Um, and I think this is the first time that uh, normally we get Lottie right. is the big front runner, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, every every now and then someone else gets a vote, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and we thought it was Shauna for a while. Mm-hmm. I do think personally... My vote is still not out on Shauna. I will say, though, that last week, uh, one thing finally did get ahead of Lottie, and that is when I posted everyone. Yeah. Everyone being uh, what we were talking about. They're all yeah, the Antler they're Queen. they're all the Antler Queen. Uh, and that is, uh, that is technically winning by, like, one vote, you know? Okay, okay. Uh, it's nine to eight. You know, so mm-hmm. it's, you know we don't have many votes, but go go put your votes out. Who do you think is the the antler queen now? You yeah. know what's going on. I my vote honestly still is Shauna. Um, doesn't matter who knows, but yeah, it, it's everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's all within them. There's never a well, but someone wears that specific thing, yeah. right? 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 <laughs> Who's the actress? I wonder. Who's the? Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't guess know. it can never reveal that. You know, like right. I, I, who's have has anyone perused the credits to figure that out? I don't know of who the Ant uh, Queen is. Of who's playing that? Yeah. Do they all switch out? You know, do they kind of? Is it really like one of the young actresses, and they just keep switching her out, or like I don't be, know? That would be. Fun. I don't know if they've actually actually put it in the credits. We should have looked. Yeah. Should have. Uh, I'm sure someone would have said something yeah <laughs> if we hadn't yeah known that well we'll look for it just in case but so who do, who is your current guest for antler queen no it's shauna still oh shauna okay yeah yeah especially after what we've seen her do you know i like it kind of take control of the narrative of her own fucking situation right mm-hmm. after having seen them like eat something that didn't actually happen but she is like wholeheartedly and now she's like taking kind of the reins of mm-hmm her narrative i guess you know and it is her against everyone else yeah and without lottie that she's the stronger presence i think mm-hmm. and she turned a corner i think that is what we solves her really burying that past self and we're i think we're, we're kind of seeing that come out again in mm-hmm. the present day the vision the <laughs> the non-real present day um 
I think maybe it's Thaisa or other Thaisa because Lottie has sort of a reverence for the Antler Queen. So I'm I'm off the Lottie bandwagon. I was on it for a while because what other choice did we really have? In my opinion, it was just like, oh, yeah, Lottie, because she's into some some weird, crazy shit. But uh, the more she keeps trying to connect with Ty and Ty's connection to the energy of the wilderness, I can see Ty, other Ty, taking on an, an odd position as she starts to fall deeper and deeper into what Lottie believes in, too. So I think that's my guess for now. Okay. For now. Sure. Well... That's uh, our guesses and our theories, but you can send us your theories and your guesses to us at codependentcontent at gmail.com. Yep. As I mentioned, you can also vote on the poll or answer the questions on Spotify if you are on there. Though I would always suggest uh, moseying over onto YouTube because on YouTube it is much easier to do your comments or to uh, uh, engage with us because we mm-hmm. can actually re-engage back whereas on spotify you can't actually do that now right um and the difference is that on you know youtube we can have a more nuanced discussion as opposed to like tiktok where you have a certain limit to Mm -hmm. characters and stuff like that so i prefer youtube and you can also time code your comments even on mobile now i've been able to do that so cool um it's a cool way to engage with us and do that of course like i said uh besides emailing or doing that you can also just find us live uh, every week on Discord where we are trying to hang out more and more often. So we're always willing to just chat about there. You can just always jump in. I don't really care what channel. Just just ask your question. What yeah. your thing? Uh, there are places where you can do it mm-hmm. <laughs> more appropriately. But definitely jump on the Discord. Join us. Come to our uh, beehive, as it were. <laughs> join our nerddom uh, and we'll do that there but yeah that's a whole lot of uh, talking you can also follow us on social medias if you just like to do that uh, mm-hmm. uh, and all the links are somewhere in your in your notes in your show notes in your show notes um, but yeah I guess uh, for now we got two two more weeks so Shannon will you join me next week for another rousing rendition of Yellow Jackets might as well finish it right okay <laughs> See you then. Bye.